Hello everyone and welcome to episode 57 of the Unlocking British English podcast, a podcast where I talk about a variety of different topics in real British English so that you can improve your listening comprehension, learn a little bit more about British culture and about how to learn languages more effectively. My name is Shane and in today's episode I'm going to talk to you guys about when English appears in other languages or what's formerly known as Anglicisms. We'll talk about that in just a second, but before we do a couple of things, first of all, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, I realised earlier that I don't think I've ever actually said that on the podcast, so yeah, hope whenever you are listening to this you're having a good day. Uh, also, if you would like to download the transcript for this episode or any of the other episodes, you can do that for free on the website, that is www.unlockingbritishenglish.com, so hopefully if you weren't already having a good day, now you are. Uh, and as always, if you have any suggestions for the podcast, if there's anything that you would like me to talk about in a future episode, please feel free to let me know. You can contact me on on Instagram at Unlocking British English, or you can email me. The contact details will be in the description box wherever you are listening to this episode. So let's get into it. What on earth is an Anglicism? So it's actually very simple, it just sounds like a weird word. An Anglicism is just when a word or a phrase or a saying is borrowed from English and used in a different language. So when English words are used in other languages, for example, if a French person is speaking French uh, and then they use an English word instead of a French word, um, that, that's considered an Anglicism. Uh, the use of English in another language. So uh, this is something that it happens a lot in today's world uh, and it does seem to be happening more and more in a lot of different cases. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. Um, so now we know what they are, let's find out why they actually happen, what it's all about. So most of these Anglicisms, right, most of these English words that are adopted into other languages, um, they're actually, they usually come from the field of IT and technology, right? When new technology is created and developed, um, just because of the speed at which technology changes, um, a lot of times there aren't pre-existing words in uh, other languages that you can use to to represent certain things in new technology and so usually it's just easier to use the English word that was the word that was given to it uh, when it was created uh, and so that's the word that people that people use rather than trying to create uh, a new native term um, because sometimes it's hard to translate these things right in English we can talk about the idea of cloud computing right to be able to save things in the cloud um, but to use the translation of the word cloud in other languages in relation to technology and computers it just can sound a little bit strange it doesn't give the same kind of image it just, it just doesn't fit so instead of using the translation or trying to invent a new word um, most people or a lot of people just just use the uh, the original English word um, but it's not just in technology that we see this happening. Uh, that is where the vast majority of these things started, especially with English. Um, and you will see that if you learn other languages, a lot of the technological vocabulary is, is pretty similar, uh, aside from maybe some pronunciation differences. Um, but there are also a lot of different areas in which um, English words are starting to become more prevalent, um, sometimes with things like business, 
um, words like marketing sometimes, different things to do um, with or things like meeting, schedule, uh, different things like some of those kind of words, they pop up a lot. Uh, fashion is also another thing where, where English words can be um, transported into other languages and things like that a lot. Um, so, you know, that people have a lot of different opinions on these things, and we'll get into that in a second. Um, but there are a lot of people that think that the 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 use of English as we see it today in other foreign languages um, more often than not is just an attempt to sound younger or to sound smarter. Uh, maybe there's a belief that using English sounds uh, more modern, whether it's as a person uh, or as a company. Uh, and you see the use of English in other languages treated very differently uh, in different countries, in different cultures. Uh, some countries see this, this what would be called anglicization, right? Uh, the use of English words in their language. Some people see this as, you know, pretty harmless. Um, maybe even, uh, like we say, it's kind of it's seen as kind of modern, kind of cool. Uh, you can see this quite often in Japan with marketing. Um, there's there's often the use of some English words or sort of um, semi-English brand names or slogans and things like that. Uh, but in other countries, it can be seen uh, a lot more negatively, and there are in fact. Uh, sometimes efforts uh, by different groups of people to try and reverse this trend, to try and convince people to stop using too many English words uh, and use the words that you have, you know, in that native language. Um, you know, as I said, this happens all over the world, uh, but it seems to be quite a lot more prevalent in Europe. Um, certainly with Spain and Germany especially, uh, they're two places where English uh, gets used quite a lot. Not, you know, not people speaking English, but using English words. Uh, that happens a lot. And there have been different campaigns um, to try and convince people that, you know, using too much English um, not only is unnecessary, but it's a negative thing. It's, um, you know, maybe they think it's going to lead to um, basically the dying of that language, right? If we keep adopting new and new English words, uh, eventually we're not going to have the need for Spanish words, German words, French words, whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, some people are kind of actively against it. Uh, I have actually seen uh, an advert uh, in Spanish from the, the Royal Academy of Spanish, uh, I think, and it was, um, <laughs> it was interesting. It's quite funny, you know, they kind of took these they made these kind of fake brand adverts and they used English words that um, basically you might think it means one thing, but actually in reality it it, uh, it means another thing. So, um, you know, it was kind of like a play at the fact that, that they were saying that people use English words without actually really understanding what they mean, without truly understanding what they mean. So often they'll use these words wrong or they use them in, in weird situations. Uh, and so they made this kind of advert sort of jokingly to sort of say that if you really knew what a lot of this meant, you know, you wouldn't actually think this was a good advert, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in some places it's seen as cool and modern, in other places it's seen slightly more negatively. Uh, again, in France, for example, there's you know, quite active efforts to make sure that the um, 
the usage of English doesn't go too far necessarily. Uh, there's a clear distinction made between uh, borrowed words and um, you know words that are now kind of officially French uh, and other words that are just used because people like to use English words and things like that. Anyway, of course, it's different for different people and all this kind of stuff. Um, as an English speaker, uh, it's, it's, it's strange, I guess, in general. It can be kind of cool. It can be kind of odd. Um, you know, I do think that personally uh, it can be a bit strange when if there is an equivalent in the native language and you use the English word seemingly for no reason, like that for me is, is kind of strange. Uh, but there are also times when, you know, a word in a different language can just add a little bit more nuance, a little bit more detail, a little bit more colour maybe to something. It just gives you a slightly different image or it captures uh, a wider range of sensations, emotions, whatever it is. And so sometimes it just it makes sense. It's just a better word for that situation. And then, you know, it just becomes more and more commonplace because uh, it's useful in, in, in that situation. And so, um, you know, it sometimes you see a big difference with uh, like age groups. Um, I, you know, I can I can speak a lot more about its usage in Spanish, for example, because I have a lot of exposure to Spanish and European Spanish specifically. Um, and I remember watching a show on Netflix that's called Elite or Elite, um, and that is you know about kids in this kind of school, like high school. They're sort of what 16, 17, I guess. Um, and you see a lot more English words being used by those younger, young adults or kids, or whatever, um, where there's definitely a Spanish equivalent. Uh, it adds nothing to use the English word, but it seems to be that that is cooler. It's more modern. It's more exotic. It's more whatever it's supposed to be. It's just better for whatever reason. Um, those things for me as an English speaker, it's kind of weird, but it's also not like, it's not a huge deal, you know, um, because at the end of the day, I think what we have to remember is that although, of course, English uh, in today's world has had a huge influence on lots of other language, it itself has also been massively influenced by other languages. It's in fact estimated that over 80%, 8-0, over 80% of English vocabulary has been borrowed from other languages. And we have a lot of borrowed words that have just become so common that we don't even notice them as foreign anymore, right? We have the words like kindergarten, for example, or angst, uh, angst like another word for anxiety those words are from German, but we consider those just to be normal English words, you know, people send their kids to kindergarten, in English we don't, in England, sorry, we don't normally say kindergarten, but in America they do, um, but kindergarten is still a, a completely understood term, and we don't think of that as a German word, we don't think of it as sounding German, we don't think people are weird for using it or for saying angst, uh, but they are German words. We, we borrowed them from German and used them to the point where they became normal. Uh, we have the words government or royal or melody from French. Uh, and again, we don't think of those as French words. We don't pe think of people as, uh, as wanting to um, denigrate the English language and turn the English language into French because they say royal or government. We think of those as English words because they've just become commonplace. We have 
armada or cafeteria. Sorry, I was going to say cafetiere because I'm looking at my cup of coffee. Uh, but we have not that word, sorry. Uh, we have cafetiere from French as well. But we have the words armada or cafeteria from Spanish. The list goes on and on. There are plenty of words that English has taken from other languages and they've just been used so much that we consider them to be normal. So, you know, I guess it's kind of... It's normal to have these reservations, right? And and I think it is important, you know, to preserve uh, native languages. You know, I'm not of the belief that um, if 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 everyone could learn English and the whole world just spoke English, I don't think that world would be a better world. There would be, of course, benefits of that, but I think the negatives would much outweigh the positives. Um, and I think that would be a shame for a lot of reasons. You would lose a lot more than just words in different languages. You know, you lose different parts of cultures, different ways of looking at the world, different ways of understanding the world. Um, you know, and so I do think it's important that people, uh, I guess, have some sense of pride about their own national language, that they try and preserve that as well. But it's also important to know that languages have never, ever been static. They've never been just solid, finished, done things. These are living things, essentially. They live through us, the humans, right? If people stop speaking a language, that language dies, right? It goes away and people forget it. They, they, you can't speak that language anymore. So languages have always been changing because humans have always been changing. And depending on the century, depending on the time in history, languages were influenced by different uh, powers. You know, languages were influenced by Latin, languages have been influenced by Arabic, languages have been influenced by French, um, and, you know, lots of different languages today use words that were borrowed from foreign languages, and we don't feel that we are destroying the native language. These words, they just become, they just become part of the language, right? Um, it's, it's normal to say government, kindergarten, or cafeteria, uh, even though those words all came from other languages. So, yeah, you know, I think it's, it's, I can understand uh, the want to say, you know, hey, let's not just delete our whole language and just pretend like English is better, because at the end of the day, I don't think any one language is better than another. Uh, they're just different. And so, you know, some words in some languages fit in some situations better than the equivalent in another languages. But that's about as far as it goes. So I think that, you know, there's always going to be this kind of interference, let's say, from uh, various languages on other languages. It's just normal. It's just natural. So, yeah, I guess I don't think it's a big deal to use English in other languages. Um, but I also think that it's cool to, you know, to, you know, use the, the words that you already have. Um, and so, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, each to their own, right? You know, you do whatever you want to do. Using words from other languages, if everyone understands what you're talking about, no one got hurt at the end of the day. So, you know, do your thing, do whatever you want. So, yeah, sometimes English appears in other languages and I thought I would speak a little bit about that today. Uh, hopefully you guys have found it a little bit interesting, somewhat useful uh, in terms of maybe picking up a few new words and phrases and things. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you have suggestions for future episodes, please let me know. But yeah, thanks for listening and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next one.